Good morning, I'm Cindy Pitts with the Adult Ministries here at Heights Baptist Church and I am so thrilled that you chose to worship with us today. And if, this, if you're a guest and this is your first time visiting especially, we would like for you to scan the QR code that you see visible on your screen and uh, give us a record of your visit so that we can connect with you. I hope that you enjoy worshiping with us today. And Lord, I pray today that as we study your word, that Lord, you will speak to our hearts where we are. Father, we thank you for the healing uh, that many people in our church are experiencing. Uh, Lord, we thank you uh, for your love for us. Lord, as we are scattered right now as a people, uh, Lord, thank you for the ways you can still bring us together, the ways we can still worship you right now from where we are. And so, Lord, I pray as we're watching and listening this morning that the Holy Spirit will speak to our hearts, that, Lord, we will better worship you and honor you with the lives you've given us. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. So I want to ask you uh, to open up to Psalm 100 if you already haven't done so. And let's read that passage together. In Psalm 100, uh, it's just five verses, but I absolutely love this psalm because it reminds us to be thankful people in a giving people. Let's read Psalm 100 together. The psalmist says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Notice verse 3. Says the know that the Lord He is God. It is He who made us. We are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and His faithfulness to all generations. I love that psalm. You know, when you think about coming to the close of a year, one of the things I love to do at the end of a, a year is to look back at the previous year uh, and all the kind of lists that are put out there. You know, the here are the top 10 movies of 2020, top 10 books, you know, top 10 TV shows. Here are the top 10 world events this year, kind of a, a year in review. And when you think about 2020, uh, and we're about to turn the calendar and go into 2021, this was certainly an eventful year, uh, certainly a year we are not going to forget anytime soon. And I know if we were making top 10 lists today, there's a lot of things in 2020 we could name off that were not good, that were not fun, that was hard. But I want you to stop and think this morning. What was good about 2020? What, what could you list in 2020 that, man, you saw God do or you learned about God or you saw a way that God blessed you? Because at the end of this year, the psalmist is reminding us of this. We are to be thankful people and we're to be giving people. You know, as believers in Jesus Christ, no matter what happens to us, or no matter what will happen to us, we are ultimately to be thankful people and a giving people. You know, Psalm 100 is just a beautiful psalm to me 
because it comes at the end of a section of the Psalms that starts in Psalm 93. And Psalm 93 to Psalm 100, right there is focusing on the Lord, focusing on the Lord's goodness and his greatness, and is calling the readers and those that are worshiping through these Psalms to thank God and to be a thankful people and a giving people. So let's look at the psalm together this morning. And, and, and as we do that, let me ask you this question. Are you a thankful person? Are you a giving person? How would you answer those questions this morning? Are you a thankful person? And are you a giving person? Because notice at the beginning of Psalm 100, we see a call to praise the Lord. He says in verse 1, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. He says, make a joyful noise to the Lord. The NIV writes it this way, shout for joy to the Lord. You know, that word shout in the Hebrew, it's a, it's a real interesting word. See, that word shout that's used there in Psalm 100 or make a joyful noise that Hebrew word is also found in the battle of Jericho. You know, there was a time where the Israelites were taking Jericho, and, and some of you know the story. God called them to walk around Jericho, you know, for, for several days. Just walk around Jericho, and, and don't shoot a gun. You know, don't launch a cannon. Don't shoot any arrows, but just shout, and that word shout in the battle of Jericho there in the book of Joshua is the same shout you see in Psalm 100. See, it's a wartime cry. We're to make this wartime cry. We're to shout unto the Lord in worship. Now, why is he using that word there? Because if you stop and think about worship, worship is really warfare. Because all of us have a battle going on today within us. And that battle is who gets our worship. See, every one of us is always competing in worship. We're, we're battling whether we're going to give our worship to God or we're going to give our worship to somebody else or something else. Worship is this battle for your attention. And think this morning, what are you really giving your attention to? What are you really giving your devotion to? What are you really giving your love to? What is it? Who is it? You know, maybe it's your job. It's your possessions, your money, your houses, your cars, your things, those new Christmas presents that you're giving your full devotion, your worship, your love, your attention. But the psalmist is calling us and the psalmist is drawing us back to worship the Lord. He says, make this wartime shout unto the Lord. Praise the Lord. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And the way that problem is cured, the way the issue is fixed, the way the struggle is won in worship in your life is to give your life over to Jesus. Just like the song says, turn your eyes to Jesus. Look full into his wonderful face. And when you and I focus our attention on Jesus, then we can do what Psalm 100 is saying is make a joyful noise to the Lord. But notice also the psalm in verse 1 says, not only make a joyful noise to the Lord, he says all the earth, all the earth does this. 
You know, the psalmist is inviting every person, every tribe, every tongue, every nation to make a joyful noise unto the Lord, to worship him. You know, in the Old Testament, God revealed to the people of Israel that God made them as a nation with the purpose of being a light unto the nations. In the Old Testament, over and over and over, God is telling the people of Israel that, that you're to be a light unto the nations. You're to tell people about me. You're to invite people into worshiping me. Well, now, fast forward to the New Testament. What do we see in the New Testament? That God is telling Christians to do the same thing. We see this in Matthew chapter 28. We're to go and make disciples of all people everywhere. Jesus says in Mark 16, 15, go into the world and preach the gospel into the nations. We have this commission, this commandment to go into the world and make disciples, to go into the world and call the nations into worshiping the Lord. You know, we communicate it this way at Heights. We say it's our mission to love and to lead all people to a new life with Christ. That's what we want. We want to see all people worshiping the Lord. We want to see all people have that relationship with Jesus. And so we encourage you here uh, to have a four by four. Find four people that you know in your life that don't follow Jesus. It could be a neighbor, a friend, a classmate, a coworker, you know, a family member. Pray for them four times a week. You know, get together four times a year, have four parties a year where you're connecting with them, you're having gospel conversations with them, and then we do this all for Christ. And so we say, find four people, four parties, four prayers, it's all for Jesus. I love the way Charles Spurgeon says, he says, our happy God should be worshiped by a happy people. And I would add that this happy people is to invite all the earth to join in this grand celebration. And so we're to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. We're to shout unto the Lord, give him our worship and attention, call people to worship the Lord. But notice also in verse two, what the psalmist says of how we're to come into God's presence. Look in verse two, he says, serve the Lord with gladness, come into his presence with singing. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. That word serve is a word that can be described to describe your work or also refers to honoring God in formal worship. It's a very fascinating Hebrew word. It means work your profession, but also worship the God in a formal setting. I think the apostle Paul understood it this way in Romans chapter 12 verse 1 where he says, I appeal to you, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So he's saying, when we come into the presence of God in worship, we're to work our profession in such a way that worships God. And then we're to gather with others to worship the Lord as well. We're to come into God's presence each day with the thankful and a giving heart attitude. Now, how do we do that? How do we work in such a way that honors and worships God? How do we gather together in a way that honors and worships God? How do we have that thankful heart that thankful attitude, that giving heart, that giving attitude in our lives. Look in verse three. 
He says, here's something we need to know. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his people. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. I love the way he says that. Know that the Lord, he is God. That word know there in the Hebrew, it means to also acknowledge, to understand, to know that he is God. Now, I I want you to hang with me on this. I I know this is going to sound to some of you a little strange uh, and a little weird, but I promise you it works. There are actually psychology studies out there about this. Uh, So what I'm about to say, don't click the angry face button. Don't click the thumbs down. Don't type in the comments, man, that's the craziest thing this guy has ever said. Just hang with me and let me explain something. There is a difference in listening to yourself and preaching to yourself. There's a difference between listening to yourself and preaching or teaching something unto yourself. The danger you and I will run into is constantly listening to ourselves. See, the reason we don't always want to listen to ourselves is because the Bible says that our hearts are deceitful. They're wicked. Our hearts, our minds can at times lead us astray, take us down a path that we don't want to go. So instead of always listening to ourselves, we need to be teaching ourselves something. We need to be preaching to ourselves. So to think about it this way, we ought to be preaching and teaching the word of God to ourselves. There are things within the Bible we need to constantly remind ourselves of, to teach ourselves, to to go over and even to say it out loud at times. And I think verse three is one of those. Notice what he says. We're to know the Lord, that he is God. So here's a great thing for you to do. During your day at times when you get stressed, you get anxious, maybe you get depressed, and you start hearing those voices, and you start thinking those thoughts, and those emotions start rattling around in your head, teach yourself something. Preach to yourself. Stop what you're doing and say this, I'm not God. He's God, right? It's just a great little practical thing. Just stop, just right now, right where you are, out loud in your living room, just say it. I'm not God. He is God. All right, let's do it again so your neighbors hear you. I'm not God. He is God. Now, aren't you thankful you're not God? I'm thankful you're not God. You should be thankful I'm not God. We all should be thankful that each one of us is not God, that there is one God. It's the God of the Bible. It's the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Moses. And we ought to worship that God and remember and teach ourselves, remind ourselves daily that he is God, that we are not God. Now, I want you to notice verse 3, because all oh, verse 3 is incredible. Not only says, here's who he is, but I want you to notice what he's doing. Now, notice verse 3 again. He says, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us. We are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. 
Now, of course, the psalmist would be pointing us to the fact that God is the creator of all mankind. The Bible tells us this, that Psalm 139, you're fearfully made in your mother's womb. Genesis 1:26, that you are created in the image of God, that we have this creator God that makes us uh, in his image, and he creates us beautifully and wonderfully. But the psalmist here is pointing us to something different than just the God being the creator of mankind. Notice he's saying he's making for himself a people, a people that are his, that he is the shepherd and they are his sheep. Now here in Psalm 100, he's talking about the nation of Israel. And he's reminding the people, I am God that has delivered you out of Egypt. I delivered you out of the bondage of slavery in Egypt. I have made you a nation. I have made you a people. Now fast forward to the New Testament. What do we see in the New Testament? That those who come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, we're seeing now that God is making us his people. That when you come to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are adopted into God's family. Now you're his son. Now you're his daughters. Now you have brothers and sisters in Christ all over the world. That now we are his people. He is our shepherd. John chapter 10, it's Jesus that says, I'm the good shepherd and my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. And so what we see in the New Testament that God is building his people, his church together. And I want you to notice how personal this is. Don't don't read this verse too quickly. Let's go back over it again and let's just rejoice in how much God loves us and knows us. Read it again with me. It is he who made us. We are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We are called to be thankful people. We're called to be a giving people. We're called to worship the Lord. And notice verses four and five call us to thank the Lord. Calls us to thank the Lord. Pick up in verse four. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Notice in verse four, just like in verse two, we see how we're to come into the presence of God in worship. Notice verse two, we're to come into his presence with singing. Verse four, we're to enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. We're to give thanks to him and bless his name. I love that phrase, we're to bless his name. You know, I'm sure many of you have opened all your Christmas presents by now, or, or, or maybe you've got a, an event coming up with family where you're going to open some more. You know, when we were opening presents in our house as a kid, uh, I, I know every family's different, but the way we used to do it was everybody, you would open all your presents at one time. Uh, and so it was, you know, as the youngest, I would go first and I would open all my presents and then it would go to my sister and then it would go to my mom and then it would go to my dad. And so each person opened all their presents at once and then it went to the other uh, person. In Sandra's family, when we're all together, it's, you know, we go youngest to oldest, but you only open one present at a time. So you open a present and then it goes to the next person, next person, you keep on going. So I know every family's different in the way they do their present opening. 
But my mom would always do something. Is right before you'd open a present, she would ask a question. Who's that from? Who's that one from? Who's that one from? Who's that one from? And before you opened it, you had to say, well, this one's from Tanya. Or this one's from dad. You know, that, that she was asking who it was from because Here's the thing about gratitude. When you give gratitude, gratitude is now saying thanks to the giver. And so when you're, what verse 4 is saying is when we come and we're blessing his name, we're to give thanks as evidence of gratitude because gratitude always honors the giver. So verse 4, we see that we're to give thanks to him, that God is giving things to us and we're to honor him as the giver. We're to show gratitude to him. But notice how we're to do that through singing, through coming together and singing and, and worshiping the Lord. You know, when we gather in person again and we sing, I want you to think about your singing. You're singing when you sing, you're singing to the Lord, but you're also singing to other people. See, God's your audience. But then when you're singing, you're singing in a, as a way to encourage other people as well. And so when we sing, we sing unto the Lord, we sing praises to him. But then our singing, the Bible said, also encourages other people around us. We sing as a way to honor him and to encourage others. Verse 5 tells us to thank the Lord, to be people who are thankful people. And to be th people who are giving people. Why? Because verse 5 says, The Lord is good, and his steadfast love endures forever. His faithfulness to all generations. I love the way the psalmist ends that, don't you? For the Lord is good. His faithfulness endures forever. His faithfulness to all generations. I want to just spend a moment in verse 5 reflecting on that with you. And I want you to say that again right where you are with me. Say it. The Lord is good. That's another great way to teach yourself this morning. No matter what's going on in your life, the Lord is good. Say that out loud. The Lord is good. Now say this out loud. His steadfast love endures forever. His steadfast love endures forever. Let those two phrases just sink in for a moment. The Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Right now in the comments section, I want you to write down one way that God was good to you in 2020. Just right now in the comments section, you, you don't have to write a paragraph. Just one way, God was good to you in 2020. I want you to do that as a way to be a witness to the Lord right now. I want you to do that to encourage others that are watching, who are commenting as well. Because I know at times we can forget God's goodness. We can forget his faithfulness that he has showed us. So let's remind ourselves and all of us that are watching this morning how the Lord has been good. So how has God been good to you in 2020? You write that down in the comments section. Maybe you got a raise at work. Maybe you got a new job. Uh, maybe there was a health issue you had that God healed you from. You know, maybe you've had a new child, new grandbaby. 
You know, what, what, what did God show you this year? What did God do this year where you can say the Lord is good and his steadfast love endures forever? Write that down in the comments section. You know, as we come to the end of one year and we're about to start another year, I love the newness of a new year. I love the excitement of a new year. Yeah, because in a new year, you have new possibilities. You don't know how things are going to go. But one thing you and I can remember going into 2021 is this, that God this year will be good to us, that God will be faithful to us. And just stop and think about that with me, that in this coming year, we get to experience God's goodness again. We get to experience God's faithfulness again. We get to experience God's love again. And isn't that good news? That the Lord is good and his faithfulness endures forever. So no matter what's happened, God still loves you. God is still being faithful to you. And this morning I want to encourage you to be a thankful person, to be a giving person to be a person who's going to worship the Lord. And so if you don't mind, I'd love to pray for you in that way. And so let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for being a God that is good to us, for being a God that is faithful to us, and that your love endures forever. Father, I thank you for those that have been watching this morning and worshiping. I pray this morning they will be thankful people. I pray that they will be giving people, Father, as you have been a giving God unto us. Lord, I pray for the person this morning that does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Maybe today, right now where they are in their living room, their home, their car, wherever they're listening, that, Father, they'll give their lives over to Jesus. They'll start 2021 with Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. We want to pray that. We want to ask that you'd work in their hearts and their minds. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.